Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton. And once again this week, I'm joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics who are beginning to suffer from a lack of vitamin D. They are spending so much time watching TV. If you haven't... Only beginning. (laughs) If you haven't watched you waste away over the next few weeks... If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Alex is going to tell us about Secret Invasion. Sounds pretty exciting. Uh, And finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. This week, Stephen digs into the vaults and goes back to bring us BBC true crime drama, The Great Train Robbery. But first, we like to talk about what everyone's been watching recently. Stephen, we'll start with you this week. Anything good on the go you'd like to recommend? Yeah, so I watched a really good film last night um, that I remember seeing like a trailer for at the cinema and thinking this could be quite good and then just not getting around to watching it. Oh. It came out in 2020. It's okay. called Supernova. And annoyingly, I watched it on iPlayer last night and saw that that was the day it came off iPlayer. But I think if anyone else wants to watch it, you can rent it on like Prime. Do you have like a little timer thing that tells you like when things are going to go off and you're like, I better watch that today because it's going. I I just saw it and then I saw the time limit on it and I thought, (laughs) well, I best get round to it. And it it was really, really good. It's like a really sweet romantic film about two guys played by Colin Firth. and Oh, yes. Yeah. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. One of them might be dying. Is that right? One of them has dementia and they basically go on this like sweet little camper van trip and they see like their friends and family and they see like the great outdoors and sort of try to come to terms with this like horrible illness that's, you know, changing their relationship. And it's like quite a slow, intimate drama, but it's like 85 minutes long or something. So it works really well. It's like a really weird like slice of life you know piece it's like a, a piece of art rather than a film but it was it was really really good i mm-hmm. thought um definitely worth a watch cool yeah i remember seeing trailers for it i've never actually seen it that's quite a sentimental one for you Stephen. we're seeing your softer side there yeah <laughs> yep absolutely. yep i have one i promise <laughs> alex have you seen that before i have and it is really good and you should oh. check it out yeah, damn, God damn it! Why did you do this last week? Right. <laughs> well, I think it would be like the script. Like, I bet if you read the screenplay, I bet the screenplay would be like a great mm-hmm. read because that it's got that kind of like poetic mm-hmm. dialogue, I guess. Um, but I don't read screenplays. I'm not that pretentious. But, <laughs> well, it's yeah, a slippery yeah. slope. You might be back <laughs> here a few in a few weeks' time, telling yeah. us you are. <laughs> Okay, cool. That's nice. Nice recommendation. Okay, what about you, Alex? What's been on your telly? Uh, slightly less than usual because I did go outside this week. Um, oh, and you got a haircut. Uh, I did, yes. Alex always, got a haircut. He's looking totally yeah, summery. Thank you. It's always a very stressful experience because I have to take my glasses off and I can't see as far as the, oh, no. <laughs> as far as the mirror. So it's kind of, I have no yeah. idea how I'll leave at the end of it. Oh, hilarious. Um, I think we should tell, for the podcast listeners who won't be able to see it, you've now got like a, Mohican. a, a pink mohawk. <laughs> um, it is. When when they started taking the hair dye out, I should have realised something was up. But, <laughs> mm, 
Um, no, it looks good. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, otherwise, so I finished the first series of Halt and Catch Fire, which I've been. Oh on yeah, you've plus. been. You've been. Um, uh, and that yeah. took quite a while, haven't you? Yeah. Really, really enjoyed that in the end. The, um, it's a very sort of well-done series finale um, in terms of sort of drawing it all together as a as a unit and then setting up what they're about to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also started watching Boston Legal, which is oh, a sort really of... Really old drama. Yeah, Pre- procedural legal drama from yeah. sort of 2004. One of my mom's favourites. Yeah, it was <laughs> not at all what I was expecting, but I enjoyed it a lot. Good. It had a very kind of all over the place, everything's happening all at once kind of energy, which was which is very entertaining. Um, mm. And I think um, I'm going to stick with it. And I think that sort of it's James Spader and William Shatner. I think between them, they have both got such strange energies yeah the show is always going to be entertaining mm-hmm. if nothing else mm-hmm. but yeah it's how many there's quite a few series of it isn't there i think it's either four or five yeah but yeah yeah that first episode it was there was no sort of you, you know it wasn't trying to sort of ease you in gently or anything it was just everything's happening all the time they've got you know four or five different cases they're working on at once at one point a real life civil rights campaigner makes a cameo as himself coming in to sort of solve their case. It's they've got multiple kind of musical interludes because the case is around um a performance of Annie. And so mm. the child keeps singing singing Annie. Which is never a bad thing to be fair, musical interludes. No, no, it was uh, it was very entertaining. Um William Shatner by the end of the second episode has multiple catchphrases. He's mm-hmm. he's got he, his own kind of intonation. So even fairly standard lines, he's reading in a very unusual way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's someone died, and he's like, "That's dead tragic." And just the way he <laughs> said it, I, I can't capture it. But it was, it was. Very I get you. I get you. It, uh, that I, I've never watched it actually, but it reminds me just the way you're describing it there of um, the Good Fight. You know that kind yeah, of that was a bit of quirky cool. surrealism and stuff. Yeah, in there. It's, it feels even more than that, just in terms okay. of like. Even more Tem- than that, the well, the tempo of it. Yeah. Um, the good fight is better. The good mm-hmm. fight is better than most things. But um, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm still really a series behind in the good fight, which is making me a bit sad now that I think yeah. about it. But anyway, I never yeah. got. Channel 4 stop, stop paying for it. So it's all. Never, so never it, had it a showed in America, really. but it never came over yeah. here, did it? Yeah. yeah, I wonder if we're ever going to get that. That'll be someone will pay for it down the line when it's cheaper, I guess. Um, sorry. So yes, continue. What were you saying there at the well, end? Well, I mean that that kind of draws it together. It's yeah, I'm looking forward to else, sticking with it. Is there anybody else famous in it? So not massively. Okay. Um, Odo turns up from Deep Space Nine. Oh, is, there uh, is. Yeah, he's just like obviously uh, pal, pal of the main man. Um, mm. What about um, where did you watch it? Sorry, where is it available? That is on Disney Plus at the minute. Oh, cool. All right. Nice. Oh, that's kind of a good one, isn't it? For like mm. an easy watch kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, the opposite of easy watches, I've been continuing with best interests. Mm. Uh, oh, jeez. So much. It's so much. Did you finish it? Or, yeah. No. Yeah. Any more to say about that? It was good. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just so it's just so heavy. Ooh, I was trying to do two in an evening. I was like, no, 
just did the one. Uh, so that's why I'm not finished it. But anyway, I'll persevere. But uh, really good. I think Michael Sheen and Sharon Horgan are very good in it. Like, very good. So Michael really. Sheen's fantastic in it. Yeah, yeah so good, so good. Uh, okay, and then the other thing I watched loads of this week, and I really didn't watch anything else, was... Britain's Got Talent because we had saved it all up and then we watch it without all the fluff in between. So we just watch all the acts and then we watch the semi-final and the final. I've got kids, okay? Just bear with me, right? And I have to say I really enjoyed it. <laughs> did, you, did you know like who would win? I actually that? didn't know, which is so oh. weird because it was a couple of weeks ago and I didn't see a single thing about it on social media or in anywhere Weirdly, that's because me and Alec refuse to well, write maybe. about it. And obviously, I just yeah. consume national like world content. But I thought that was interesting, though. I don't know if that's the algorithms or whether it's just not as popular as it used to be. But I had not. It's not as popular as it used to be. I hadn't heard anything about it. But um, just a couple of things to mention. Bruno Torleone is in it for the first time this year as a judge because yeah. David Williams got probably not nothing we can say on here. I don't think. Okay. <laughs> David Williams left yeah. Britain's Got Talent let's, let's go with that under a cloud uh, and but Bruno is brilliant he brings a total different energy and he's a bit chaotic and he's just a nice man and he, he's a bit overboard he loves the dancers and he loves things with emotion and um, yeah he's, he's funny and I just I just I think it's so lighthearted and it's so easy to watch. And my kids love it. I mean, there was this guy on it this year called Tony Kaku, who basically did like poses. He he was wearing like a pair of budgie smugglers and then just did poses that looked like he was naked. And, and then he'd go, it's OK, I'm wearing pants. You know, it's hard to describe. But it was the my kids thought it was the funniest thing ever. And clearly a lot of Stephen other people did as well. Too. Sorry? Stephen seems to too. <laughs> recommend going back and watching it all lads I totally recommend maybe maybe limited to the live the live semi-finals and the final rather than the auditions and everything I wouldn't put you through all that but no it was really really enjoyable and really um, I think there's been a bit of criticism recently because that's yeah, stop because um, whether you like it or not Stephen people do watch it you know but a lot of the acts there's acts coming from abroad and obviously they go and they find acts abroad and bring them over etc so there's a bit of like is it really Britain's Got Talent if somebody from wherever else wins or whatever? But I don't really care. It's a bit of fun. Um, so, yeah, there you go. I wonder how long it's going to be around for, though. You know, it just reminds me of X Factor and stuff when it's on. And it's like, how long does that last? And that kind of judging people thing. It's not really as um, popular as it used to be. So there you go. I'm sorry I had to talk about that, but I didn't really watch anything else. So tough luck, right? That's all right. <laughs> You don't have to put up with it for another year. And I didn't make you talk about Love Island, so... Yeah. True. Okay. All right. True. Moving along. So, uh, Alex, tell us, new super superhero adventure, Secret Invasion. What's this all about? Yeah. So, this is this is a new, new Marvel series, which is out uh, today, Wednesday, as we're recording. It's, I'd say it's live, but it's, it's all streaming, so not really. Um, but, yeah... Do, I suspect the answer is no, but do either of you keep up with any of that? It's impossible to keep up with it all. There's so yeah, much of true. it. Sorry. I've not seen any of the Marvel you shows. Have, you have largely not missed out. They're generally <laughs> not amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is, it's a sort of, 
spy paranoia thriller. It is about Samuel L. Jackson's character, Nick Fury, the one from all the sort of end credit scenes and cameos and things. Yeah. Um, and the idea is that he is sort of a bit older, a bit frailer. He's, you know, is he, is he still ready for it? Is he still, you know, finger on the pulse kind of guy? Mm-hmm. He has been hiding for a while in a sort of a form of retirement. He is drawn back because a series of terrorist attacks around the world appear to be linked. And in fact, they are linked. They are linked by the involvement of a big some, bad guy. Uh, not just a big bad guy, several big bad guys. I know, oh. I can see how excited you are. Um, and they are. Where are the Avengers? Well, so they them? do actually bring that up because the bad guys are, they're sort of shapeshifters. And so the, the, the hook, the idea is that, you know, oh, what if Martin Freeman isn't really Martin Freeman? He's actually a scary oh, scroll. No. Um, so someone says, should we bring in the Avengers? And then they say, no, no, because they might get replaced by an alien and, and that we would be can't bad. can't differentiate between the bad guy, the good Avengers and the yeah. bad Avengers. Right, okay. So it's mm-hmm. like this, this other, more interesting story might happen and we don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> so, so it's kind of like a sort of spy thing in broadly the same style they've done before. It's like a lot of the Captain America films and they did the series last year, the, which was again like the Captain America films like this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a standard thing they've settled into. It's, it's okay. It's kind of done to their usual level of competence. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, I would say is sort of surprisingly fairly invested in it. Um, mm. It seems like he, he does kind of care about it. There's a, level of like passion for it um the episodes are best i've seen the first two i saw the first two at the premiere on monday night um and sort of at a rate of about once per episode it kind of moves away from the explosions and stuff and it will just let samuel jackson sort of act with Mm. like ben mendelson or or don Cheadle. there's a really good scene with him don Cheadle in the second episode Um, that sounds quite positive. Yeah, in in those moments, it is quite good. Mm. The problem is, it is kind of just massively screamingly racist. Um, what? Yeah. So the shapeshifting aliens are—they are not just shapeshifting aliens, but they are shapeshifting alien refugees. Refugees. Um, and they are, and that—that's not just in a sort of a, you know, sci-fi metaphor sense where you're like. Hang on a minute. I think you're kind of implying. Yeah. No, they they repeatedly call them refugees, oh, homeless. Uh, that is the very <laughs> sort of explicit. Like, this is what you're meant to take away from this. Um, they're actually so they were all sort of introduced in a in a previous film, uh, the Brie Larson one, Captain Marvel. Mm. Um, again, as refugees there. So it's like we've we've seen all of these refugees. We've seen them come and ask Samuel L. Jackson for help. This series opens with him having not helped them and a sort of a new extremist group kind of uh, taking issue with that and deciding they want to take over the world and everything. But it is, yeah, I mean, it's about evil shape-shifting refugees who are secretly invading you and, and replacing you and they, they could be anywhere. They're, you know, and it turns out the the prime minister and the leader of the UN and all the talk show hosts—they're all secretly aliens. And it's like, do you realise what you've got going on here? 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes it seems like they did wow. because there's a line where, um, and it and it almost seems sort of like written in a panic where they're like, "Hang on a minute, we've just realised." But they make it worse because they've got one of the aliens say to the other one, "Look, are you sure about attacking everyone? The reason we beca- <laughs> the reason we became refugees in the first place was because we were so warlike and horrible and kept attacking people." <laughs> oh Jesus! And it's yeah, oh, it's so simplistic. Oh my god! It's it's. In in most sort of superficial ways, kind of okay, reasonably entertaining. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, very good. But I don't understand how anyone's kind of getting past the fact that it is probably more at home on, on kind of Fox News than Disney Plus sort of thing. So, in other words, like they want to come and live on Earth because they can't live wherever they were previously. Is that the idea? So, so they're already living on Earth because um, okay. Nick Fury sort of invited them to live on Earth. He was like, look, you can stay here for a little while. Maybe you if can you behave yourself. Yeah, maybe you can yeah. work for me. Maybe you can all be my spies. Okay. Um, but now, after sort of thirty uh. years of kind of living in hiding, they're like, "Look, this is this is ridiculous. We want to we want to plumb." The, so they're they're immune to radiation, and they're going to do lots of nuclear strikes and kind of manipulate mm. a nuclear war to get rid of humans and make the planet more hospitable to them. Mm. But yeah, it's okay. it's ridiculous. There's a certain amount of uh, obviously suspending reality you have to do. Well, there's a large amount of that, mm. obviously, with any of the Marvel films. But yeah, sometimes it's just that stuff is a bit of a step too far, isn't it? You're yeah. Like, okay, it is on Disney Plus. How many episodes? Um, there will be six eventually. One, okay. one a week, so through to the end of July. Okay, and that's available now. Uh, yes, as of yesterday, okay. today, okay. the first episode yeah. will be out. Okay. Thank you, Alex. There you go. That was Secret Invasion. Um, although not so secret, apparently. Um, Stephen, you are up next. You're going to take us back to the future now with The Great Train Robbery. I can't remember if I watched this or not. I feel like this is a thing I would have watched. But yeah, tell us about it. Yes. The Great Train Robbery was a two-part miniseries um, from 2013. So it's two 90-minute episodes. So it's a bit different to what we sometimes look at. But it, it came out in 2013. Um, it aired the day that Ronnie Biggs died, Ronnie Biggs being one mm. of the masterminds of the, the robbery. Um, so it obviously follows the Great Train Robbery, which was a... God, that was a bit of a promotional 1960- bonus for BBC, wasn't it? <laughs> Poor Ronnie. Yeah, because but- yeah, originally it had been planned to air on the 8th of August 2013, which would have been the 50th okay. anniversary of the robbery. Um, and then it got pushed back for scheduling reasons and they pushed it back to, I think, the 18th of December. And then Ronnie Biggs presumably decided to help them with the promotion and, and uh, shuffled Jeez. off that mortal coil on Weird. the day that oh, it aired. Okay. Um, but yeah, two 90-minute episodes about the Great Train robbery, which was the theft of about $2.3 million from a Royal Mail mm-hmm. train worth about $38 million today, sort of. About. In the sixties, and then basically 70s, it followed. When? Yeah, yeah. nineteen sixty-three, and it follows the gang involved who sort of had like an inside man, like a guy that used to be a train conductor or train driver or something, and then fifteen others who basically are there as like muscle and brains and try to well succeed in stealing this money and then heading for the hills and camping out at. Um, Leather Slade Farm, where they have a few games of Monopoly and try and basically wait for it all to blow over. And that's the first episode. 
And then the second episode is from the police perspective. So it's sort of a few days after the event and they're on the tail of the robbers and they're trying to figure out where they've gone, how to capture them and how to link them for mm. the to the crime. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a, a series you'd watch with your dad. Like it's very much that sort of like um, British, not really gritty, like fun fun slash gritty crime drama and it's got that like recent history thing yep. to it as well and a lot of recognizable actors so you've got robert glenister jack roth luke evans paul anderson who's obviously yep. peaky blinders jack gordon plays ronnie biggs jim broadbent's one of the police officers in the flying squad mm-hmm. that's on their tail interestingly when i was writing about it i was certain that daniel mayers played ronnie biggs in it as i remembered daniel mayers playing ronnie biggs in the 20 20- 10's drama about the Great Train Robbery. Turns out he played Ronnie Biggs in Mrs. Biggs, which was a 2012 hmm. series about him and her and the Great Train Robbery. So that's where I was getting confused. But this is actually <laughs> how Jack many of these have they made? Because um, <laughs> there was the well, film yeah, as well, they, wasn't there? So they've made um, they've made a couple of films, and then there's obviously films of the same name that are actually mm. nothing to do with it um, because. The Great Train Robbery is just a good name. But, yeah, it's, it's a really good um, miniseries. It's really fun and interesting. Like I, I think it's really um, – there's nothing particularly special about it. It just does what yeah. it does, says on the tin. Like, it's a, a cool two-part drama about yeah. the Great Train Robbery. It's paced pretty well. And you sort of, I don't know, learn a, a little bit about the Great Train Robbery because it's something that mm-hmm. everyone's heard of, but I don't think anyone really knows – what happened, whether they got away with it, if the money got found, and spoiler alert, most of the money didn't mm. get found. So, Did you watch The um, Gold earlier this year? I started yeah. it, and it yeah. didn't, didn't grab me. I think if it had been a two-part yeah. miniseries, I'd have watched it. Yeah, and, there was a bit, a bit more drawn got, out, exactly. It's very similar in tone mm. to that. The, well, and like, you know, um, the Hatton Garden heist films, just those like British Gang of yeah. Thieves movies that I think is a really good it, niche um, genre. How did it compare um, to Broadchurch? Oh, yeah, it's because it's, it's, it's the it's not, the same the level, same guy, same writer. It's not completely out there. Yeah, Chris Chibnall. Yeah, Chris Chibnall wrote it. So Broadchurch, Doctor Who. Um, Broadchurch is a lot darker and grittier and heavier and probably more intelligent and more tense. I think as well with The Great Train Robbery, even if you don't know what happened. Yeah, there's only so much story you can tell there and, and you know, yeah. um, elaborate on. So it's, they're, they're kind of two different things, aren't they? And and in, in um, The Great Train Robbery, they're almost like, you know, Yeah, comedic rugs. almost, yeah. Um, and they, they didn't really kill anybody. They were, they went non-violent, like they beat a guy over the head. I was trying to remember, I knew someone got hurt, but I wasn't sure if they got shot or whatever, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're presented as like, you know. Yeah. Probably not not the gallows no. pole level, but um, not broad church villainy. Like the kind of Robin Hood um, element but, to it, you know, the sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they're... Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a nice and a handy... Handy at only two episodes of 90 minutes, which is like nice viewing time, isn't it? If you're yes. looking for something. And they, they're they on BritBox now at time of recording, so they'll be there yeah. when 
cool, cool. So that is the Great Train Robbery. Uh, not to be confused with other Great Train Robberies. This is 2013. Is that right? 2013. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, both of you, for uh, joining me as usual this week. I will not be here next week. I'm very sad to say, but the wonderful Katie Coniglin will be sitting in the hot seat and uh, interrogating you guys. Now she is really going to interrogate you, so you better do your homework this week. All right. She'll be um, better than the than the last villain host, I imagine. <laughs> That that shan't be mentioned oh, in this place. Okay. Um, although Stephen is up next, the next time mm. someone uh, <laughs> goes, if you or I go. Um, so yeah, Katie's here next week. Uh, but thank you for listening this week, and we will be back with uh, Screen Babble Weekend Watch on Friday morning. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. You can sign up for our wonderful weekly TV newsletter by going to nationalworld.com forward slash newsletter. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I've got an old script here and it's newsletters, not to be confused. Um, we'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back next week with more Screen Babble. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.